Hey folks, this is Glenn, and welcome to the man from... Wait a second. Let me start over. This is Glenn, and welcome to Glenn is Talking, man from New York. Now you're thinking, what are you talking about? You may have noticed that uh, this podcast is undergoing a reimagining or rebranding. Now, three years ago, uh, I started this podcast because I wanted to share my stories and experiences of living and growing up in New York and some of the things I've encountered. And it's been great sharing these stories. Uh, And, you know, along the way, I've talked about things that maybe weren't necessarily related to New York. But for the most part, this has been a New York-focused podcast based on my personal experiences and observations. However, uh, in the year of 2020, in the year of immense change, I think it is time for a change. And just something that I've been thinking about for a while and uh, finally decided to go ahead with it. So the podcast now is it's still Man from New York, but Glenn is talking is the main focus because I could be talking about anything. I could be talking about whatever's happening in popular culture, whatever in the cultural zeitgeist. Uh, may, t- you know, talk a little bit of politics, not too much, because let's face it, uh, I think most of us, even those who closely follow politics and current events, uh, get a little bit too much of it. And so we look for ref- refuge from it. And I want this to be a place where you can get some refuge from that, so you don't have to be constantly inundated with stuff. So this is sort of just a new thing now. Still, when it's warranted, still when I'm inspired, I will still talk about things that are happening in New York City, things I think that are interesting, or things that I think are just, you know, are a good topic to things you might want to hear. So it isn't, it isn't a completely new podcast. It, I'm still here. It's still your friendly neighborhood, Glenn Mann. Uh, just doing things a little differently and a little broader so you know like i say anything could happen on on this podcast which you can say that before but now it's really this i really mean it now so as we enter the new era of this podcast there's so many things happening in the world of course uh of course it's hard to not talk about COVID-19, right? Because it's sort of like the shadow looming over everything in our world. We're also in the heat of an election year. And uh, so many things that happen. The economy is doing whatever the economy is. I don't even know the exact state of it now. I guess we're in a recession, but I don't know. It's just, it's bad, right? So, so many things are happening, uh, you know, culturally, uh, that I want to talk about and things like that. Uh, like, for example, uh, this week, the Democratic National Committee started their convention. Now, in normal years, a convention is just a bunch of people sweating together in an arena and clapping off beat. And, you know, but this year, because everything's happening, it's basically a virtual convention. And I didn't watch all of the first night. I watched bits and pieces of it. And it was a little better than I expected. I thought it was just going to be a bunch of people, like, zooming in. And like, can you hear me now? But from what I saw and from the reviews I've seen, it seems like pretty good production values. I was a little surprised because I saw the beginning. Eva Longoria was hosting, who many know from 
you know, TV show and movies like Desperate Housewives. Now, she's actually been pretty involved in politics for a while, so it's not surprising. But I was just like, oh, wow, even Longoria, that's kind of nice. So, I mean, they, they've got that going on. They have some music performances. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see the rest of the week as we just enter this new era. Now, everyone is also talking about the post office and what is happening with sort of the sort of nefarious uh, machinations of, you know, things that seem like that's basically the post office is being sabotaged, right? We can be we can be honest about that, right? And there have been people for years who have, like, the post office has been, like, in their crosshairs. And I know you're thinking, wait a second, Glenn, you said you weren't going to talk politics too much, and you're starting off talking about politics. Yeah, but the post office, to me, the post office isn't really political. The post office, I mean, it's in the Constitution, right? It's a service that's supposed to be guaranteed in our Constitution. It's an essential part of our economy. It's a part of our lives. So I think, you know, I think every American, it doesn't matter what your political affiliation is, what party you are, you like or register with, everyone should care about the post office. Everyone should be care about getting the mail, right? Either you're getting important stuff like checks or, you know, prescriptions from your doctor. Or maybe some people like junk mail, right? Because that's the only mail they get, right? And we know certain parts of the country, the post office is the only place that delivers. Because FedEx and UPS are like, we don't even know where the hell that place is at. We're not, we're not going there. We don't know how to get there. And the post office are like, okay, we got it. So I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe we have to bring back the Pony Express and you know, have people ride horses to deliver mail to people. So it's going to be all sort of, sort of interesting uh, happenings as we see now. As we are, as states are sort of navigating their way through the coronavirus and everything that's happening, um, I mentioned this in a previous episode, but here in New York, I say it's like a it's like a tale of two cities, really, when it comes to people who are either living up and just having the grandest time in their lives, and people who are still basically isolating and social distancing, and but you know it's like. You see so many, especially on Instagram, you see so many, like, bikini-clad... I saw so many bikini-clad beach parties and stuff over the weekend, like, in my Instagram feed. I'm like, um, I don't know. It was like, I was a little... I mean, I look, I'm happy to be social distancing. I'm happy to try to stay safe and also protect other people. But I'm kind of like, man, I would like to party and do something fun, you know? Like, is something wrong with me? That I, I'm like really cautious about a serious illness, and maybe I'm maybe something's wrong with me. Maybe the people who are having fun and having a good time, maybe they're right. I mean, they're not. They're taking a risk, but still, it feels like it. It just feels when you're trying to sort of do what is considered the right thing and be mindful, and other people are not, and they're just enjoying themselves. You kind of feel like, oh man, like am I just like being punked? By what is happening, I mean that's sort of kind of what it feels like, and um, but people are trying to get things back, right? Companies are trying to get things back to normal. AMC theaters, the largest movie theater chain, I believe is opening up, like what over a hundred screens across the country, hundred theaters, and I think they have like a special price, special prices, 
really cheap to entice people to come in. Now, I have no intention of stepping foot in a movie theater anytime soon. But I understand the need for people, businesses that want to make money, and, you know, employees who need work, and people who generally love going to the movies. It's a big part of their lives. And so much thing, so much has navigated to streaming, and you know Disney Plus announced that uh, Mulan, which was a anticipated huge summer blockbuster uh, that's supposed to be in theaters this summer, will be premiering on their Disney Plus streaming service, where you have to pay like I think thirty bucks uh, to watch it. And like I said, it's. Look, if you have a family, it kind of makes sense, right? Because movies, look, the movie theater experience is so damn expensive. I mean, you go to the movie, you pay, what are you paying, what, $15, $16 for a ticket? And then uh, popcorn uh, costs you, like, I don't know, 30 bucks too? I don't know, and the large soda, it costs like uh, $18. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but you get the idea. Now, the thing about the large soda in the movie theaters, it's a large soda. Like, it will, I mean, you could probably, if you wanted to, you could probably drink off of that soda for a week if you really were being cautious about it. I mean, that's the thing about the movie. You drink that big soda, and you're watching, like, a three-hour movie, and suddenly you get into, like, the climax of it, and it's like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom, but I got to see this movie. I got to see if James Bond can save the world or, you know, the Avengers can stop uh, evil alien people, but you really got to go uh, to the bathroom. So these are the conundrums of the movie theater experience that when you're at home, hey, you can press pause, right? You can go to the kitchen. That's the best part of watching movies at home, right? You're into a movie, but you're like, wait a second. I really need some potato chips or I, I need a refill of my soda. So click pause. Now, sometimes you don't want to like disrupt the rhythm of watching the movie. So you figure, depending on how close your your kitchen is, uh, to your to your living room or wherever space you're watching the movie, you might try to like make a quick run because you're like, I'm not gonna miss much of a plot. So let me just run really quick and and, and like try to listen. Like, you turn it up loud enough so like you got the refrigerator open, but you're like your ears kind of your head kind of tilted because you're still trying to hear the plot of the movie. But I definitely believe, and many people I think agree with me, that the home viewing experience of movies is a whole lot better than, I believe, the movie theater experience. And you know what? You know, there's a lot, of, and of course, there's a lot of famous movie directors who, who hate the idea of people watching movies, like, on small screens, like on telephones and tablets and iPads and things like that. And I used to be one of those people, I used to be like, well, a movie should be watched on either a big screen, a theater, or like on a big television. But I kind of like watching TV shows and movies now uh, on my phone, especially if it's a movie or a TV show I've seen before. Because it's like, okay, I'm like, I'm, I'm comfortable and I'm saying hello to an old friend. Which is basically, if you have a, a movie or a TV show you're a big fan of and you're rewatching it, you're basically you're just revisiting a friend. So why why not do it in comfort? So I I don't I kind of like disagree with like the the film auteurs who are so adamant against like watching uh, 
their pictures, their motion pictures on small screens. It's like, eh, it's not that. I understand you want to want to get the atmosphere of the film you, you made and presented to. But seriously, it's I think it's it's quite sort of equitable as far as uh, I don't think you really miss much. It, it's a it's a different experience, but it's not an inferior experience, which is what I am trying uh, to say. Now, I'm recording this is early in the morning, right? And when you wake up in early in the morning, what's your first thought? You think about breakfast. What am I gonna eat? I mean, that's what I'm thinking about. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're like a healthy person. Maybe you meditate. I, I mean, I meditate too and do some little, do a little bit of praying and try to do some reading and maybe listen to some podcasts that are either of spiritual or intellectual stimulation. Oh, but think about eating. Like, what am I gonna eat? Well, I'm gonna eat cereal. I'm gonna eat toast. I'm gonna eat a bagel. And I think, you know, when breakfast is the most important meal of the day, uh, for nutritious reasons, right? Because you get your energy. But I think it's because you're making a decision for the first time. And if you think about it, your day is always about decisions. Uh, what are you gonna do? Who are you gonna speak to? Who, you know, what task are you gonna perform or not perform, right? So breakfast is really the first decision that you make. And if you get the decision wrong, then it kind of makes your day not feel that great, right? Like I say you let's say you gotta they say you gotta taste for pancakes, right? Yeah, you really want pancakes for breakfast. So maybe you make pancakes or maybe you maybe you, you go out to a diner and before pandemic, maybe you went and sat down in a diner or maybe you now most people get stuff delivered, like Uber Eats and Seamless. So say you want pancakes, and you've been, you know, you're like, you really, really want these pancakes. You've been thirsting for them. You hunger for them. And you get the pancakes, and let's say they just don't taste good. Maybe you made them at home, and you messed up the, the recipe. I mean, it's an easy recipe, but you messed it up. Or maybe you got them from a restaurant, and whoever made they they weren't on their game that day. They were not on their pancake-making game that day. So your pancakes uh, taste kind of rubbish. So now your day's a little upset, right? Now you're a little annoyed. And so that might affect your whole day, right? And you might be doubting yourself. And now you got to think about lunch, right? Because if your breakfast is messed up, now you, you got to make it up with lunch. Lunch has to be redemption for you. So when you're making these decisions for breakfast, I like to think sometimes the night before. I know that sounds like, why do you think the night before? Like, are you just... Greedy, I mean, a little bit, yeah. But I like having an idea. And plus, when I wake up, I'm a little like, hey, I'm excited. I'm going to have uh, donuts. Or I'm going to have, I mean, toast. I mean, you can't really get too excited about toast unless, I'm sure I'm sure there's a podcast. I'm sure there's a blog somewhere where people just absolutely love and adore toast, right? They have toast fan clubs and toast t-shirts and more power to them. I'm, I'm not talking about them. But for me, toast, eh, you know, not, not, not that exciting. But at least if you have an idea, which, you, you know, you get your day off going. So breakfast is the most important meal of the day because it's the most, it could be possibly the most important decision of the day. And plus, if you eat too much breakfast, then not ruin your day because you might get sick or you, you might get feel bloated and you can't walk. And you're like walking like a penguin, and people are like, Who was this penguin looking dude or person walking? 
So these are a couple of thoughts. Once again, this podcast is Glenn is Talking slash Man from New York. Thank you for listening. You can still find me on the same social media channels, Instagram and Twitter, with the handle at Glenn Price Man. Glenn to ends, Price Man to ends. You know the deal. And all, you know, if you got any ideas or questions, feel free to contact. Uh, the email is podcast at manglenn.com. You can find all that contact details in the description and details of the podcast. Thank you for listening.